1: Well, well, here we are. Politics by faith. Donald Trump, first president of the United States of America to be indicted. I'm grateful you're here. Let's talk about it. This show, by the way, brought to you by Public Square and Patriot Gold Group. So let's describe what the charge is exactly, as best we know. As I'm recording this, uh, I don't have the charges in front of me, but we know uh, probably. What it is. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. I also get frustrated when the media uses these big words and assumes that everyone knows what they're talking about. When most of the time they don't know what they're talking about, they're just reading the teleprompter, but they just say it with confidence and then keep moving. Uh, so let's let's talk about this. So the players involved: you have the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. He was just elected DA. The DA, district attorney, is the prosecutor. Who, on behalf of the law-abiding people in a given area prosecutes the criminals so the police arrest the bad guys and then the d.a charges them or doesn't charge them with the crime you want to have a tough and wise d.a but george soros decided about a decade ago that instead of spending a ton of money on congressional races and barely winning them and just getting one vote out of 435 congressmen across the country who then have to run again for re-election in two more years He decided, I'm going to spend a tiny bit of money on these DA raises that no one ever pays attention to, no one ever spends any money on, and put in these super woke DAs who don't have to worry about passing laws. They can just, on their own, influence policy themselves immediately, and they're in office for four years. A DA has a ton of discretion, so they have limited budgets, limited manpower, limited time. So they have to show great discretion, and this is why you need wisdom, on which crimes to prosecute and which ones to, I should say, which ones to prosecute more and which ones to prosecute less, because it's all just trade-offs. So the local DA in San Diego, where I live, is great. And she decided, and <laughs> she ran against a Soros-funded DA, but uh, the good guy won. So she decided that she wants to spend more time uh, prosecuting human trafficking. But that means that her office is going to spend less time prosecuting stolen cars. Now then, a year later, maybe there's a rise in people stealing cars. Okay, well now we got to throw the book at those people, but that's less time for prosecuting people with minor drug offenses or something. So a wise DA has to balance all this. But a woke DA, a George Soros-funded DA, comes in and says, well, we're not arresting people anymore for anything. (laughs) We're not going to arrest people for drugs. We're not going to arrest people for prostitution. We're not going to arrest people for stealing things. They call them crimes of poverty. So... Police will just stop arresting people for stealing, because what's the point? They arrest them, but they're not charged with a crime. So police stop policing, and crime goes up. That's what's happened in all these George, Sor- George Soros-funded DA cities. So he spent uh, well forty million dollars. I mean, it's a lot of money, but compared to what he was spending for Congress people, it's nothing. Th- uh, he's elected seventy-five DAs across the country. One in five Americans live under a George Soros DA, including the people of Manhattan so alvin bragg first person of color in the office went to harvard harvard law school he was stopped by nypd growing up three times at gunpoint he says so he's very bitter hates the police and he decided that when he comes into office he is going to be the man to arrest donald trump he is so full of hate so full of trump derangement syndrome that he will do anything to take down the orange man so that's the player what's the crime stormy daniels uh i don't like the word porn star it glamorizes it prostitute's a better word but that's not quite it uh porn actress that's i mean come on uh i don't know what you want to call her but uh stormy daniels her real name is stephanie clifford in 2006 she was at a golf tournament with donald trump uh and the claim is that daniels playfully swatted trump on the behind With a magazine he had been holding that had his face on the cover. From that moment on, he was a completely different person, she said. He was like, wow, you, you are special. You remind me of my daughter. He was like, you're smart and beautiful and a woman to be reckoned with. And I like you. I like you. So she had sex with Donald Trump. Despite not wanting to, she says, or being physically attracted to him. But she did it because she felt trapped once she went back to his hotel room alone do we need to go over the pro tip of do not go back to someone's hotel room alone she was 27 at the time trump was 60. so i'm reading from this is from npr based on a 60 minutes interview that she did with anderson cooper daniels made it clear she did not consider herself a victim and that the sex was consensual the two stayed in touch after that but did not have sex again This was in 2006. So nine years go by, Donald Trump runs for president. Stormy was in, Stormy, Stephanie was in Las Vegas. And here's what she says happened next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust? Or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com/system all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com/system. With Kizikans Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt for a limited time get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks
1: at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder.
0: I was in a parking lot going to a fitness class with my infant daughter I was taking, you know, the seats facing backwards in the back seat, diaper bag, you know, getting all the stuff out, and a guy walked up on me and said to me, leave Trump alone, forget the story, and then he leaned around and looked at my daughter and said, it's a beautiful little girl, it'd be a shame if something happened to her mom, and then he was gone.
1: You took it as a direct threat?
0: Absolutely, I was rattled. I remember going into the workout class and my hands were shaking so much, I was afraid I was gonna drop her.
1: Okay, so she was given $130,000 to stay silent. That is the hush money you keep hearing about. That is not illegal. The reason it's illegal, or or the crime is, is because this was right in the campaign. So the claim is this payment to her to keep her silent benefited his campaign, therefore should have been considered a campaign expense. And therefore is subject to campaign finance laws. (laughs) Now that's usually just a $10,000 fine from the federal election commission. So why, how did it get more than that? The reason it got to Manhattan is the claim is Donald Trump falsified his business records. (laughs) This is such a joke. So the claim is that Trump wrote checks to Michael Cohen, his personal lawyer for legal expenses. But the DA has to prove that Donald Trump knew this wasn't for a legal expense. It was for hush money. So that's Donald Trump lying in his business records about what this payment was really for. That's the crime. Falsifying business records. is that amazing? Now, Trump, that, that, that's a misdemeanor. And there's all these stats out there about this Alvin Bragg guy uh, taking a bunch of felonies and turning them into misdemeanors, but in this case, taking a misdemeanor and turning it into a felony. Well, how is he able to do that? And by the way, indicted just means he was charged with a crime. It doesn't mean he still got like a trial and stuff. Uh, so the reason he got bumped up to a felony, we expect, uh, in order to be a felony, I should say, falsifying business records in the first degree, prosecutors would need to prove that Trump's intent to defraud included an intent to commit another crime. And you're like, what other crime? Hush money is not a crime. Well, the campaign finance law. So they have to prove that Donald Trump knew what the campaign finance laws were and then purposefully falsified his business records to get around the campaign finance laws. That's what it would take to be a felony. Amazing. And the assumption that if Stormy Daniels could have told her story, then that would have tipped the election in Hillary's favor. Amazing. So it's a lot going on there. I hope that kind of made sense. Trump is uh, going to be arrested because he paid hush money to a prostitute to stay quiet. The left says that should be a campaign expense. You didn't uh, disclose it. And then Trump paid his lawyer with legal expenses instead of writing in his ledger, paying off prostitute money. So they're charging with falsifying business records in Manhattan. Total, absolute joke. Now, Trump, of course, said it didn't happen. I'm totally making this up, but this is what I, this is what probably happened. Trump probably told his lawyer, make it go away. Make this silly thing go away. So I'm guessing Michael Cohen put together $130,000. He said he took like a HELOC on the house or a second mortgage. Put together, got together $130,000, gave it to her. Trump didn't know, didn't know the details. He's just like, make it go away. And that's what the lawyer does, makes things go away like this. So he gave $130,000 and then uh, charged Trump another like $10,000 a month on his retainer and that's the end of it. it. Got paid back and Trump didn't know the difference or whatever. That's what I'm guessing. Something like that happened. So what that's what's going on. What's really going on? The main story here is the weaponizing of the US government against you. That's it. This is the weaponizing of the US government against you. I don't want to get off track, but this TikTok bill, this banning of TikTok It doesn't just do that, which I'm in favor of, or we can have a conversation about. It's a massive bill that can track you, follow you, fine you, even put you in prison. (laughs) It's like, well, that's not banning TikTok. That's way more. But it's the weaponization of the U.S. government against you. Matt Taibbi was testifying in front of a House committee, not just any House committee, the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. And while he was testifying, an IRS agent showed up at his house, a personal visit about a tax issue from his 2018 taxes. (laughs) Okay. There's a reason our founders made the federal government and its powers so limited. Literally, the state said, here, feds, these are the things we will let you do. This is it. This is all we will let you and allow you to do. These things and nothing else. And anything we don't list here, it's uh, it's on us. 10th Amendment, it's ours. They did that because they knew this would happen. And we just blew right through their advice. And we're paying the price for it. So it's the weaponization of the U.S. government against you. And that's what they're doing against Donald Trump. The uh, attorney general of New York, Tish Jones, she ran on the platform of, I am going to go after Trump, crime TVD. I don't know why, I don't know how, but we're going to get him. That's not how it works. We'll talk more about that in a minute. The other thing that we're mostly going to talk about today is rage. The motivation by the uh, people in play here for revenge and blind rage is something to behold. It's called Trump derangement syndrome. Now, the Bible does not speak of TDS specifically, of course, but it does talk a whole lot about white hot rage and the type of rage that makes you so angry you can't think rationally. And that's what we're dealing with here. Before we lament, and then we get into the historical and biblical story here, I can't wait to tell you about the Soviet Union and uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, sluggish schizophrenia. Unbelievable. Wait to hear this. And then we got a great Bible story as well. We'll do that in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about Public Square, our first sponsor of this show. I'm so grateful for them. I was at their launch party a couple of years ago, and I was like, wow, this is special. I hope this takes off. I hope people really like it. And we use it all the time. It's, we use it instead of Yelp. So we're like, hey, we're hungry. Let's eat. Okay, well, we get the Public Square out app, Public Square app out, and click uh, near me and then restaurants. And then it shows all the restaurants near us that are owned by people who share our values. Good, freedom loving patriots. The only way you can get in this app is a business is if you are a freedom-loving patriot, there's five values that you have to sign on to. It's on the, on the uh, website, publicsq.com. You can read them, and that's it. So you know that you are doing business with people who share the same values and worldview as you, and that is incredibly important and powerful if we wanna make some real change in our country. If we wanna change this, these woke companies working against you, we need to hurt them in their wallet, and we need to help the people who are doing the right thing. publicsq.com, free download in the App Store, Public Square. Dot com. So let's lament here for a minute. First, and this is this is important too. We let's lament Trump's infidelity. That's fine. Proverbs six thirty two says, "He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself." Let's learn this lesson, all of us. I, I love this idea of of you have a fleeting moment of pleasure but it's only going to come back and destroy you it's going to destroy you one way or another you see it all the time here in san diego as a local county supervisor who was on this meteoric rise climbing the ranks of california politics and he did the same sort of stuff and it just destroyed his career he had to resign and that's the end of him right it's like oh what are you guys doing pull it together for your own sake For your own sake, if nothing else, get it together. So I lament the brokenness of that and the distraction of all of it. Second, the weaponization of our government is a big problem. We saw a lot of it under Obama, having the IRS go after political opponents, uh, or the FBI entrapping people today. (laughs) For a long time, the federal government, the feds, the the bureaucrats were annoying. (laughs) We'll call it annoying. My favorite example of this is the EPA coming after landowners, because the Supreme court said the EPA can regulate navigable waterways. So the EPA would go after farmers and, and these farmers would have this small little Creek going down there through their farm. And the EPA would take the land and say, Oh, it's a navigable waterway. <laughs> and the, the farmers like you couldn't put a rubber ducky down this Creek. The EPA is like, "Nope, ours." or the EPA imposing all these regulations on dairy farmers, forcing them to implement an oil spill prevention plan for milk storage containers because, milk contains a certain amount of oil <laughs> you're like what this was for like exxon valdez this wasn't for dairy farms so anyway the feds have always been annoying but it's completely different when the fbi has 25 men and 15 vehicles pounding on the door of a pro-life activist with five guns pointed at the door and you can look up the case of mark Houck for details on that so this weaponization of the u.s government against you is going to get much worse it's very bad it's very bad precisely maybe the top thing that our founding fathers were trying to prevent i've heard some people on the left say that this case is good it's righteous it's noble to go after donald trump the former president because it says that no one's above the law i mean yeah but it also shows that the law can be used to go after anyone that's that's Tish Jones, the Attorney General of New York, saying, we're going to go after Trump. I don't know how, we'll get him. That's not how the legal system works. So let's lament that brokenness there because that's going to hurt a lot of people if we don't rein that back in. All right, let's get to some history and then the Bible here. In the Soviet Union, they, of course, weaponized the government against their people. They weaponize their legal system, and they even weaponize their healthcare system. They use psychiatry as an excuse to arrest people. So if you dare write or speak against the government, or even if someone just suspects that you're against the, the Soviet Union, the government would come and take you away claiming you have a mental illness. You have a mental illness of delusion of reformism, or what they would call sluggish schizophrenia. Those are the real terms they'd use. Delusion of reformism and sluggish schizophrenia. So it turned anyone with a a little bit of political dissent into a a mental disorder, or turned political dissent into a mental disorder, enforceable by the law. The criminal code was under anti-Soviet agitation. That's what you were guilty of. But instead of arresting you, they would just take you and lock you away in a mental hospital and give you a bunch of drugs. And the benefit of the government for doing that is there's no trial. There's no public trial. And there's no platform for the person to defend themselves. They're just Taken away, put in a straitjacket, thrown in a cell. That's the end of it. And they said that this is a mentally ill person. Of course this person's mentally ill because there's no logical reason that you would oppose communism. I mean, come on. If you oppose communism, you must be insane. Now, and we, by the way, we see a very similar thing today. Like, oh, if you're against transgenderism, then clearly you're a bigot. How could you be against that? If you say you're not a racist, well, that's all the proof that you are. Things are so insane that if you're a man who doesn't want to have intimate relations with a transgender woman, which means a man who is living as a woman, then that's proof that you're transphobic. <laughs> and then, So how many steps before that's considered a hate crime? So a transgender woman, so a man living as a woman, comes on to you. You say no, that's proof of you being a bigot. Now, even if you don't say anything about it all, that's silence, and silence is violence. How far away are we from silence is truly considered a crime, even just silence? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com
0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: What is the No Spin News all about? You know
0: that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that we avoid speculation we don't do conspiracies here we don't do party politics here we're not non-partisan that's wrong not that okay we are advocates for a stronger america and a more just society we don't believe in communism we don't believe in socialism we don't believe in nihilism we don't believe In the progressive woke culture we think it is un-american we don't support that so you should know what we are and it would then crystallize what we do
1: listen to the no spin news subscribe to bill o'reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available there's also with sluggish schizophrenia in the soviet union there's a connection with wokeness to so wokeness is this idea that i'm so awake i'm so aware of the racism around me that no one else can see it but i do i'm i'm awake and i my eyes are wide open and i see i look there's coffee coffee's racist highways are racist like like every day there's something new that's racist everything and i see it because i'm so awake i'm woke and it's very similar with sluggish schizophrenia this mental illness was so small that it could only be noticed by a trained eye. So they would literally take someone, pull them from their house, and people would be like, what's going on? Oh, he's a mental illness. Huh? I don't, I didn't know any. Oh, you wouldn't understand. You, you, don't, you don't have a trained eye for it. You're not a mental health expert. You may not see the mental illness. You're not awoke. <laughs> You're not aware of it enough uh, as we are. You may think this person just doesn't want a corrupt communist leader. But no, no I'm a doctor. This person's showing early signs of schizophrenia. No question about it. That's what they'd say. Uh, another sign of schizophrenia is an exceptional interest in philosophical systems, religion, and art. So if you show uh, interest in art, that's it. You're done. One Soviet psychiatrist said that uh, they, these people had to be locked up. Otherwise, they would, quote, disseminate their pathological reformist ideas among the masses. So I could go forever, but this is an example of the system, legal and medical, weaponized against you. And we must stand up against it early. This is a quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn in the Gulag Archipelago. This quote wrecks me every time. He says, and how we burned in the camps later So after they were taken away, put in the camps, how we burned, thinking, what would things have been like if every security operative, when he went out at night to make an arrest, had been uncertain whether he would return alive and had to say goodbye to his family? Or if during periods of mass arrest, as for example in Leningrad, when they arrested a quarter of the entire city, what if people had not simply sat there in their lairs, paling with terror at every bang of the downstairs door and at every step of the staircase, but instead had understood that they had nothing left to lose? And had boldly set up in the downstairs hall an ambush of half a dozen people with axes, hammers, pokers, or whatever else was at hand. Well, if we did that, then the organs would very quickly have suffered a shortage of officers and transport. And notwithstanding all of Stalin's thirst, the cursed machine would have ground to a halt. If. If. We didn't love freedom enough. And even more, we had no awareness of the real situation So we purely and simply deserved everything that happened afterward. But what about our anger, Slater? How it consumes us and leads to terrible decisions. Like, we're going to take down the former president no matter what. This is not the Bible, but Dante's Inferno. uh, He artistically describes the circles of hell. The deeper in hell you go, the more horrific your sin. And the, the fifth circle of the nine is wrath. This is where people are fighting and wrestling in the slime of the river Styx for all of eternity. Let me quote this into a lake. The Stygian named the, 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 river Styx expands the dismal stream when it hath reached the foot of the gray withered cliffs intent. I stood to gaze and in the marsh sunk described like uh, described means I can, you can, uh, you can see, and in the, in the, in the marsh sunk descried a miry tribe stuck in the muck, all naked. And with looks, betokening rage. Betokening means just on their face. so they're just, It's full of rage. They, with their hands alone, struck not. But with their head, the breast, the feet, they're fighting with everything they had, cutting each other piecemeal with their fangs. The good instructor spake, uh, the person who was guiding him along. Now seest thou, son, the souls of these whom anger overcame, this too for certain know that underneath the water dwells a multitude whose sighs into these bubbles make the surface heave so you have people filled with wrath on the surface of this 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 mire and muck and ooze and they're fighting on the surface but then there's also people underneath the slime who are sulking in anger and this anger is rotting them from within even if they're not acting on it outside and i just i love this visual because there's two different types of anger here right you have the people who are Obviously angry, right? They go like physically angry. They've acted out. But then the people who are seething on the inside. Uh, One commentary says that these people are withdrawn into a black sulkiness, which can find no joy in God or man or the universe. Dorothy Sayers says the active hatreds rend and snarl at one another. And at the bottom, the sullen hatreds lie gurgling, unable even to express themselves for the rage that chokes them let's not be like that this is my point i like i like sharing ancient uh descriptions like this because they're so graphic and they hit hard we think like oh anger i don't want to be angry okay it's like no 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 <laughs> think of snarling and mire and right and choking underneath the slot like that's how we need to think of this stuff there's two greek words for anger in the bible one means passion and energy and the other means agitated and boiling. So the first is a righteous anger. So it's a righteous anger at an injustice. And you can channel that anger into, into something righteous and good, All right? So I'm angry at child trafficking. Great, let's do whatever we can to stop human trafficking. Super, remember Jesus flipped tables in the temple. Okay, so it's a righteous anger. And in that story, there's a line that his disciples remembered, it was written, zeal for thy house shall eat me up. And the word zeal, uh, means in greek means excitement of mind ardor f- uh, fervor of spirit uh, embracing pursuing defending uh, something important it's zeal on behalf of on behalf of a person or a thing uh, it, it's a fierceness of indignation this is all good right this is what i'm getting at. this is a good righteous anger zeal but an anger can destroy you as well and that that, that anger It can be deceitful. You can think it's righteous, but it's not. It takes great wisdom to know if your anger is righteous or not, and if you're taking it too far, which leads us to the story of Levi and Simeon. There are obviously a ton of stories about anger in the Bible. Cain and Abel, of course, Moses. But today, let's talk about Levi and Simeon. So here's the backstory. Jacob's daughter, Dinah, was taken and sullied by the prince of this city, Shechem, so after he sullies her he then falls in love with her and he asks the king if he can marry her so the two men go to jacob and his sons so her brothers and uh offer a bunch of land and gifts in return for dinah and jacob's sons say oh this is great but it's like a trick right it's all great go ahead you can marry our sister but all of your males in your town must be circumcised And the king and the prince said, "Ah, no problem. And they went back and they convinced everyone to get circumcision. I don't don't know how willing everyone was, but they did it. On the third day, when all the men in the city were in incredible pain, now this is Genesis 34, let me read this. Three days later, while all of them were still in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and attacked the unsuspecting city, killing every male. They put Hamor and his son to the sword and took Dinah, from his house and left the sons of jacob came upon the dead bodies and looted the city where their sister had been defiled they seized their flocks and herds and donkeys and everything else of theirs in the city and out of the fields they carried off all their wealth and all their women and children taking as plunder everything in the houses now you may hear that and you're like that makes total sense they just raped their sister and they went and they took revenge and then they go back and they go back to dad, say, dad, look what we did. You think Jacob would be happy. They rescued his daughter. If nothing else, Jacob was not happy. He said, you have brought trouble on me by making me obnoxious to the Canaanites and parasites, the people living in this land, we are few in number. And if they join forces against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. In other words, two wrongs don't make a right. And you made things way worse. And the punishment did not fit the crime. And Jacob was so disappointed, to say the least. He passed over Simeon and Levi as the ruling tribe of Israel because of their deceit. And even though they had honorable motives, God hated how they used circumcision as a means to deceive. John Calvin wrote, uh, this impiety is more detestable because they not only rush impetuously, impetuously impetuous means uh, suddenly without thought without considering the result. So not only do they rush impetuously upon men, but in a sense, trample upon the sacred covenant of God, of which alone they make their boast. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump Russia collusion hoax or how your money's being spent
0: in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies. Hard truths only. That's what the truth podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not gonna find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth.
1: So not only were they deceitful, but they were deceitful using something that was so uh, sacred to God. Oh, but it was for a good cause. (laughs) No, their rage got the best of them. And this is John Calvin's conclusion. He said, we must beware lest after we have become severe judges in condemning the faults of others that we hasten inconsiderably into evil. When your blind rage takes over, and then you start doing the things that are wrong and sinful. Let's talk about what's in my control. But first, Patriot Gold group i bought gold i own gold i own physical actual gold it is so remarkably easy it's like shockingly easy to buy gold and then you just get you shows up they mail it to you and you get it and you're like this is unbelievable i can't believe i have gold now a thing that's been around forever and while everything else is crumbling around us at least i have this now, where do you buy gold? Patriot Gold Group. That's where I bought it. They are rated the for the sixth year in a row. Consumer Affairs, top rated gold IRA dealer. Six years in a row. So talk about physical gold and talk about a, a no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver. And you may be eligible for a, a, a no fee for life IRA and qualifying rollovers as well. one if you have any questions at all about gold and silver 888-617-6122 or patriotgoldgroup.com so what's in my control colossians 3 8 but now you also you mike put aside all anger wrath malice slander an abusive speech from your mouth. Mm. We can't be men and women that are so consumed with anger, the kind that makes you lose your mind, that this anger then controls you. We can't be those people. We want to be effective people. We want to be clear-minded people. Righteous anger only, but any more than that, I, uh, I love this from Marcus Aurelius. He says, keep this thought handy when you feel a fit of rage coming on. It isn't manly to be enraged. Rather, gentleness and civility are more human and therefore manlier. A real man doesn't give way to anger and discontent. And such a person has strength, courage, and endurance, unlike the angry and the complaining. The nearer a man comes to a calm mind, the closer he is to strength. How much more harmful are the consequences of anger than the circumstances that arouse them in us. Oh, that's so good. The consequences of your anger are worse than what caused it. And that's what Levi and Simeon saw. The consequences of your anger are worse than the thing that got you angry. We have to do the best we absolutely can. Pray about not getting angry. Seneca said the best plan, not getting the wrong kind of angry, of course. Seneca said the best plan is to reject straight away the first incentives to anger. To resist its very beginnings and to take care not to be betrayed into it. For if once it, anger, begins to carry us away, it is hard to get back again into a healthy condition. Because reason goes for nothing when once passion has been admitted to the mind and has by our own free will been given a certain authority. It will, for the future, do as much as it chooses, not only as much as you will allow it. Meaning if you lost? You, you lost your mind, you lost control. The enemy, I repeat, must be met and driven back at the outermost frontier line. For when he has once entered the city and passed its gates, he will not allow his prisoners to set bounds to his victory. Oh, it's so good. Or, as Jesus said, don't let the devil get a foothold. Romans 12, our final thought to leave today. And hopefully you feel prepared uh, like, like you have a different perspective of the madness around all of this, right? It's gonna be chaos. The media is gonna be um, gleeful and joyful and it's gonna be this whole, oh, it's historic. It's all this, all this stuff. And people are gonna be losing their minds. <laughs> and hopefully we don't. And we can look at this for what it is and observe it. You know, in every movie, the wise leader never loses his cool never loses his demeanor he always keeps it level hopefully this helps us all uh, watch and, and be a part of what's happening with trump's indictment but with a much more level head and more eternal perspective romans 12 says beloved never avenge yourselves but leave it to the wrath of god for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay says the lord To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So if you feel that revenge, that anger bubbling up inside of you, visualize it like Dante did with the river Styx. Hate what's happening inside of you. Be like Seneca and see this enemy starting to come near the outermost frontier of you and keep it away and pray to God that this anger stops right now. Pray that he will, he always will, make things right and that he will pour out his wrath on those who deserve it. In the Old Testament, burning coals on his head, your head is punishment. They'll get it. It's not for you to avenge on your own. Let us be careful with anger. It's incredibly dangerous and can turn you from being the victim into the perpetrator like that. Mike Slater, Politics by Faith.